Join Kristen Ace in conversations about shifting our perspective and being more connected in a conscious way with the earth, each other, and ourselves. Share in the laughter, light, and illumination of good vibrations. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Good Vibrations with Kristen. Today, my guest is Mahara Ashley. She is the founder and formulator of Wellstore Organics um, Body and Skin Care. Mahara, welcome. Hello. Nice <laughs> to be here today. Thank you for coming. So, I'm uh, so excited. Thank you. I am too. So tell us, I mean, f- I know that your products are natural, organic, cruelty-free, and vegan. So tell me what that means to be a vegan skincare. Vegan skincare. Um, well, essentially, vegan is, just the definition of vegan is not um, using animals for anything that we eat or wear or put on our skin or test with or in any way um, at all. So in products, it means um, we wouldn't use any kind of animal-based product or animal-derived product, which certain things like lanolin, let's say. Oh, okay, um, okay. Or um, certain things like collagen or um, they have even like caviar, different things in different products. It's really crazy the different things they add. But more typically you'll see something like beeswax. Okay. Um, and the other thing is if you're, if you're using a product that has a fragrance in it mm-hmm. or um, some artificial ingredients that aren't nature-based, um, those non-vegan ingredients can hide. Okay. you don't really know what they're derived from. Does that make sense? It does. It does. I know for a long time, I mean, forever, you have been cruelty-free, but you recently switched over to fully vegan. Right. Um, and so I wanted I wanted my audience to know the real difference of what that the means. The real difference. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is a real tricky one. Um, this was the last thing for me on every level, mm-hmm. and it has to do with the beeswax. Um, like right. oh, they're insects, you know. I mean, come on, where do we draw the line here? Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's and then what's the big deal? You're not killing them, right? You know, that and that was going to be different. my question. Do they are they harmed when when they well, are? Think of it this way: it's factory farming honey. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the honey that's used in most products, whether they be consumables or skincare whether it be beeswax for candles or products or anything. Um, this, is, this is factory farmed stuff that you're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, very rarely is it that local bee farmer. Right. Um, but in any case, with the factory farming, um, it's really mass producing. They're, they're feeding them antibiotics um, because they do get sick. Because they're really? Not, they're <gasps> not getting a healthy diet their healthy diet is honey correct Um, and so what they have to do is they remove the honey and replace it with um something that's not anywhere near the same as that and that would be like a sugar water and so wouldn't the um the quality of the honey be affected by what these what the bees are eating if they're not eating honey they're not producing fabulous honey either right 
Well, their their health is poor and they have shorter lifespans and they live their entire life in this particular situation, so they're not really helping with the pollination of our environment, you know. <laughs> you know, I had no idea that that was happening. I all of a sudden feel very sad because I'm I love bees and I I know, I know. I can't I, imagine I keeping to, them. I mean, I I used to be a big proponent of using honey and bee pollen and propolis and yes. you know royal jelly and all mm-hmm. that stuff because um, everybody that knows anything about it knows that that's good for you know allergies and asthma and mm-hmm. inflammatory mm-hmm. conditions. Correct. So I liked it and I loved beeswax in my products. It really gave the products a nice creamy texture. Oh yes, I remember um, because so I did. I've been using your products for twenty years. So. Um, <laughs> But I don't, actually don't, I'm going to say right now, notice any difference. They are still creamy and luscious. They're just... Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I have to admit that, that I do see a difference. Okay. Um, because, well, I, I've been working with all the different products, the creams and the lotions and things, trying to reformulate them all and for, the, for quite a while, and I'm still, still honestly fine-tuning some of the formulas. But remember, you're a master, you are a master at this, so I might I might not pick up on the subtleties that you are that that you will pick up on. So as True. a as a consumer, I still feel consumer. like yeah, I feel the products are still. I mean, when I say luscious, I mean that when it goes on my skin and how it feels, and and so I mean, I'm grateful that you are continuing your mastery, but I tell you that I can't tell a difference. Well, I like that. That's great feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> um, yeah, I I love them even more now. Honestly, now that I've started using the products that I that I had to alter um, because they had beeswax in them, I'm liking them so much more that you know sometimes I'll find like an old jar of something around and. I just can't even stand the way it feels anymore because mm, it's sticky. Mm, right. Beeswax has got a sticky quality to it. And um, although it's creamy in texture when you dip into it and rub it on, the residue that it leaves is, has a stickiness to it, which I never noticed before I stopped using it. Right. Of course. Wow. That was, um, that's really um, a great amount of information that I did not know about. Um <laughs> And no, and it's important. That's one of the things that I think is important about sharing this kind of information so that people really have a true understanding of what's going on around them. So you have been doing this um, skincare for, has it been over 20 years now, Mahara? It's been like 25 years. I mean, when I think about it, I always have to think about it. It's like every time somebody asks you how old you are. Wait a second. How old am I? I, I'm that old, really? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I will be turning 51, as you know. Mm -hmm. And we are the same age. Yes, we are. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, I started. I started my formulating and really um, falling in love with herbs to for internal use and medicinal purposes help heal myself and the studying of all of that and, and essential oils and aromatherapy back like when I was 26. Wow. Wow. So. And you have really taken this um, 
to a, a, a beautiful level of, I, I mean, I'm looking through facial care, body care, things just for men, tropical therapeutics, natural perfumes, ha- hair and nail, which, you know, nail care is, is always one of those things that you have trouble finding organic nail care, you know, mother and child. And I will say that um, both of my children grew up on your mother and child care and their skin is so beautiful and people always comment on their skin and even as babies they didn't get the diaper rashes they didn't they didn't have all those things because I was using your products on their skin it's so true I'm saying (laughs) I I formulated that whole line um while I was wishing I had a baby (laughs) (laughs) yes and then there she was right yeah (laughs) But I was, you know, taking, helping other people um, through their process. And at that time, I was a doula. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I did all kinds of things between, you know, formulas to help women, um, custom blunts to help women through um, pregnancy and labor, mm-hmm. to um, formulating some of these during and after products and baby products and well, don't you feel that being a doula really gave you a frontline picture of what women really need? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There was a huge lack in our in our society at the time that you were a doula and and there was a huge consciousness shifting around what women and babies need and who we are as entities. Yeah. And you had you were in the front lines there. So, well, it's I, I guess so. <laughs> I, I, I'll take that. Um, <laughs> thank you. I um, I feel that way, honestly, on so many levels. It's <laughs> it's so nice to be validated. Um, it's a long time coming, but we do live in the east, and it is a little bit slower here. But overall, as a country, we're slow in terms of the whole world. Mm-hmm. And Yes. And the, the chemicals that are for sale that people are not only consuming orally but rubbing all over their body yes. and not really realizing how harmful they are, they're, they're, they just line the shelves in the grocery stores and pharmacies. It drives me crazy. <laughs> Do you, you feel like a little bit of a pioneer out there, don't you? <laughs> I, well, I, <laughs> I, I got to say, I'm, I'm kind of alone. <laughs> you know, it's it's few and far between still, you know. But I do still. I do feel that there is a consciousness raising. I do there feel is. I completely agree. I completely agree. And, and it's I happening don't need to sound glum about no, it. No, I don't feel that at all, but I do feel like it's happening faster and faster and faster and faster. Like I think this podcast would be received and on an exponential level and, and people will send it out to their friends and say, oh my gosh, did you hear about this skincare product? Whereas maybe even 10 years ago, people have been like, what? I don't, <laughs> who cares? Right. Well, but people yeah. really care yeah. what they put on their skin. They're like, what is the big deal? My mother used it all her life and she lived to be 90, <laughs> you know? I'm well, like, I remember one time having <laughs> um, a huge illness which is unusual for me. And I called you and you said, 
okay, we can definitely talk about what you're putting in your body, but what are you putting on your body? Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was still, even though your skincare products were most of what I was doing, I was still using antiperspirant mm-hmm. and things like that that had aluminum in it. And I, you know. Listen to you say it in a whisper. Like, but you and I talked at length about that, about what really needs to be removed and how to how to reestablish health with your body from the outside in. Mm-hmm. Because isn't our skin the biggest organ in our body? That's for sure. Right. Yep. And it's it's um, the acid mantle, which is the the outer protective layer. What's it called, Mahara? Tell me. It's the acid mantle. Okay. It's the outer protective layer. Every time you use something um, with a pH that's alkaline, like soap, on your skin, you completely strip the acid mantle because the acid mantle is acid. And it, it strips it down so that your skin becomes vulnerable to everything in your surroundings and everything that you put on it. It dehydrates it so that you're more prone to, you know, sun damage and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just things like that, too. But I think a lot of people really don't understand that. At least I know I didn't until I, and I was already what I would consider an organic aware woman. But when you and I had that conversation, this is years ago now, I was, I was amazed at the things that I was allowing onto my own body that, that was actually harming me. Can I chime in here? Yes. Megan is here, my producer. She Hi, has Megan. to say something. I cannot keep my mouth shut. I'm so sorry to jump in. <laughs> I know that if you haven't heard of this film, it's a new documentary coming out called Unacceptable Levels. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. And we've interviewed the, the, the producer, and, his, and it all started when he started having kids, he and his wife, and they started to think about the things they were putting on their bodies, right. and the food they were eating, and they started doing homework on all the toxic chemicals, mm. and, yeah. and just the skincare alone. And I've done some research, because I, I did a TV segment on this, and I had to, so I have them embedded in my brain now. Right. There are 80,000 chemicals yep. in use mm-hmm. in products that we use on our bodies. Is that insane? But only 200 of them are tested for safety. So that's insane. So, and and, and it's an unregulated industry. So, you know, we know that we're talking to you and that you're someone of of ethical uh, means. You know, we know you. So we, but, but there are so many products out there that say natural, they say organic, they can say anything they want to. Right, can and I, that's... Can I chime in on yes, Yeah, absolutely. This, this one is really kind of touchy for me because I'm not sure how I feel. I, I'm, I'm, I'm torn because it's similar to like the organic thing. And anytime right. you get regulatory mm-hmm. standards in place, there becomes a lot of bureaucracy and, and uh, politics around it. Um, and if you have enough money, you can be labeled whatever you want to be. <laughs> right. And if you don't have enough money, even though you're really pure and natural and right with the world, um, it's too expensive and the process is too laborious and unattainable right. in order to, to gain these, these labels. I do. I do agree with that. About it, that whole piece about it's totally unregulated. Because look at what is regulated. Look at the FDA. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, the that, drugs out there. That would be you know, a, they're proving things that are not healthy. Um, so I always say to people, listen, don't put the onus on someone else. It's not that hard to do the research anymore. It's really easy to find information. You can look up things that you don't know and get the information. It's right at your fingertips. Correct. And so, and I love I love your your saying which you've had, I think, from the beginning, which is listen to what your body needs and treat it with love. Yeah. And I think that that is literally a profound statement about what you're offering people to put on their bodies. It's love, and it's pure, and, it's, and, and there's n- no harm has come to anyone in the making or in the receiving of these skincare products. That's certainly my goal. <laughs> Every now and then I might hit Trina over the head with a pan or something. <laughs> well, Trina is your daughter, and she's also yep. experimenting now, isn't she, with a little she bit is, with, yep. with making her own scents and, and, and product? Because the last yep, time I visited been, you... She's, she's, she, she's occasionally found herself um, nosing in on what I'm doing and <laughs> wanting to learn and of wanting course. to you know just take all these, like... $500 an ounce essential oils down out of the cabinet and play with them. Um, but, <laughs> but in the process of that and a lot of breathing and trusting, um, she has put together a bunch of aromas. Mm-hmm. Um, and if she, you know, if she feels inspired to do so, they will end up um, on my website at some point. But she has still some designing to do and mm-hmm. Um, she's kind of taking a little hiatus, I think. From <laughs> it's probably a little more intense than she was expecting. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but she's got some great formulas, some really funny ones and fun. And, well, I, I, I sampled her formulas. I thought they were wonderful. That's right. You did. Yep. And I thought, oh, kids would love this scent. And, and yep. I don't remember the names, but I remember being like, wow, this is good for you. Yeah. Yeah, she was, she was into it. <laughs> you also have um you also have outdoor essentials. So you have skincare for keeping bugs away and protecting ourselves from from the sun. How how do you keep a bug away without a chemical? Like a, you know. Well, the thing is there's there's a ton of natural insect repellents right in nature when you look at different mm-hmm. um herbs that are aromatic. Um, the reason they have such strong content of essential oils is to protect them from predators, the bugs, right, um, and birds or whatever. Um, their their essential oils are to protect them, and certain ones, certain plants or or aromatics are there to attract the bugs. So, if you use the right combination of essential oils that are not friendly to bugs, you have a natural blend that that the bugs don't like, and they might be there in your vicinity, and they might be biting everyone around you, <laughs> but they're not going to land on you and bite you. Right, right. Um, and did you just um, study that, or w- were you studying plants in general when you came up with those ideas? Or, and or How did that idea hit you? Um, well, I knew, I don't know, at some point I looked, looked up, you know, natural, how do you make natural insect repellent or is there a natural insect repellent? I, mm. I just, I was like a sponge with aromatherapy and herbs for a long, long time. Read a lot of different books and and just kept 
trying new things. And I realized that there are essential oils that um, the bugs do not like. And it's trial and error. I am one of those people that the bugs absolutely love. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've always, yes. I always had a problem with bug bites. But when I realized how toxic using products with DEET in it mm-hmm. was, um, when I was on the journey of healing myself, I was not going to use something that I knew was very toxic. Um, so I had to find something. And over, I don't know how many years, at least 10, 12 years, that formula has morphed into something that basically will keep everything away from you, everything from ticks to um, mosquitoes to horse flies to green heads to oh, yeah, black yeah. flies. All, I mean, the, all the really nasty ones that, <laughs> yeah, that really hurt. The noceums. I mean, all of them. I hate them. I mean, I don't hate them. I just hate getting bit by them. I exactly. That. Yeah, I understand that. I don't hate them either, but they they are definitely not pleasant when they bite you. Um, and then, the, and then the, um, the the sun protection piece is a whole other one that you mentioned. Yes, that, um, is really something else that I kind of have a whole different line of thinking about, and I definitely am a pioneer in this. Um, is that I don't um, use any of the SPF ingredients that are FDA approved okay. on my body or do I, you know, based on my experience and my research, if a friend asked me, would, what would you do? I would say, no, I wouldn't use it. Okay. Um, everything, even um, titanium dioxide and zinc oxide, which are natural, mm-hmm. um, have a level of toxicity that w- is not good for the body. And well, particularly because with sunscreen, you're not just you're putting it all over your entire body. Really, well, seriously, that's the, that's the plan. I mean, when you're doing it, most people have gotten to the place of so afraid of the sun, and with their children, I watch the the mothers, and I'm you know you may even be one of them, Kristen. I don't know, so please don't take this offensively, but. Nope. I'm on the beach, and they're lathering their kids down head to toe with this stuff. <laughs> okay. I'm definitely one of them. Um, okay. But I I, <laughs> I don't use the spray stuff, but I definitely, because my kids, well, they have they have the Italian in them that I have. They are fair. Fair, and yeah. And, you know, I don't want them to wake up in their 20s with cancer spots. You know, so I do, I get concerned about that. But right. they're way less freaked out about it than I am. They're like, oh, I'm okay today. Don't worry about it. You know, right, so. Right. So this is the thing. You've been, the life, it's been, the fear has been, you know, kind of nourished in you over the years. Yes. Well, that's, that is definitely um, something that happens in our society. Yep. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So if we can just strip back the layers, I mean, the bottom line is um, that, the sunscreens that are FDA approved, all of them, even the most natural ones, are not healthy for a number of reasons. One is um, the ingredients themselves that are SPF approvable mm-hmm. um, are toxic to the body. Um, some of them even have shown to increase the risk of skin cancer. Oh, my God. Um, and in fact, just using a sunscreen that blocks out the body's ability to pr- promote um, melanin, 
which makes your skin tan or brown. Right. Inhibiting that is inhibiting what your body's natural protective device is. Okay. As well as that makes preventing sense. vitamin D production. And low levels of vitamin D increase your levels of skin cancer risk as well. Well, also so depression. You're, you're doing if you don't get enough vitamin D, you get depressed. Exactly. That well, is true. Not, not forget all the other things that low vitamin D, and so many people are deficient in it, and why do you think? Right. Because and, all and just for, for our... in, a, in a seasonal climate, they're inside, and all summer, they're covering up with sunscreen. Right, and I just, just want to let people know that there actually is a difference between the vitamin D that you receive from the sun and the vitamin D that you get in your milk for people who drink milk and think that they're getting the vitamin D that they need. Um, homogenized. There's no contest. It's, it's mean, a completely... They are taking a vitamin D supplement. There's right. no contest. What, right. what your body does naturally is, is far superior and more um, easily assimilated and used. Correct. <clears throat> but so anyway, that, um, the thing that, that I say is, okay, yes, we do have to be cautious of getting overexposed and yes we need to use our common sense um, and do things like when you start to turn pink cover up you know um, or get out of the sun (laughs) (laughs) but I do have to say in the defense of all of us slathering mothers (laughs) it's I mean, you live on the beach. You know how hard it is to get the kids out of the out of the water and out of out of harms out of the sun's rays at certain points when you see they're getting pink and you see they're right. So, <clears throat> just think about this: if you're a slathering mother and your kids are getting pink, <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of a bummer, isn't it? <laughs> I guess that purpose is being defeated. <laughs> Is, is this is the other piece to it that, that I think is really cool that I learned about your skin is that first little pink that you get in the sun is almost like a little, like that's your buzzer. That's your time signal, time mm-hmm. up, out of the sun. Mm-hmm. If you stay in beyond that, um, the, the burn goes to a deeper level of the skin, and that's where the harmful rays get to you. Okay. If you get out of the sun when you initially see the pink or cover up, um, you're never going to have to worry about it. Right. Because that first little pink, that's what's required to get the melanin to, to, to start producing. Okay. And you want that. Okay. I did not know that. Wow. Because the melanin, you know, protects you as well. So the, the darker you are, the longer you can stay in the sun without That's getting true. pink. That's true. I, did, I do know that. And thankfully, my children do have that Italian in them so that they don't, they, they really don't burn. They get kind of gold. See, they need to get gold. <laughs> <laughs> That's good for them. Yeah. So, so the thing is, the products that I formulated for sun care is they do a couple of things. One is they keep the skin nourished and Mm -hmm. well hydrated so that when you're in the sun, um, if your skin is well hydrated, you're less likely to burn. Um, And they, um, the the oils themselves have a natural block. Okay. You know, so that it lets in some of the rays, but not all of them. So it's not like when we were (laughs) slathering that baby oil on uh, in the 80s? (laughs) 
and laying out that's not that kind of oil, right? Well, that would be a petrochemical, and yeah. that's, that's what happened. Everybody got afraid of oil. Remember the Band of Soleil or whatever the mm-hmm. heck it is? Mm-hmm. Um, I think at one point when they were making, I don't know this, I should research this, but I think at one point when they were making the sun tanning oils, the idea of it came from using... Um, you know, like shea butter or coconut oil or something like that. Yes, I remember those. From African-Americans using it, you know, and people going, wow, or or islanders, you know, I don't know. Right, and their skin is so luscious. So, yeah, so they started using it, and people were getting these gorgeous tans, and then somebody said, hey, let's make this Let's use baby oil. (laughs) Let's make it more profitable. We'll just dilute it. So there's just the tiniest amount of this expensive stuff in there, and we'll just dilute it with this really inexpensive petroleum-derived oil. Right, which eats away at the skin, basically. What it does is it dissolves the sebum. And that's what we were talking about in the beginning, right? When you put it on, it feels nice and soothing and hydrating, but as it soaks in, it completely dissolves the sebum. So your skin is devoid of any protective oils in the sun. Mm. So you're going to get fried, and that's what used to happen when people would use the baby oil. Wow. Yeah. Um, that is the opposite of what happens when you use the right oils. Wow. This so. has been um, extremely informative, and we are, we are coming to the end, sadly, of, our, um, of our time. So I... In just this last little minute, do you have anything that we've missed that you want to share with us about who you are and who Wellstar is? And also, please tell us how to connect with you. Okay. Um, I feel a lot of pressure all of a sudden. (laughs) 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 There's so much yet to say. Well, you know, you can always come back. You know, when we have guests who, who have a plethora of information like you do, and and lots of great stories to share. There's there are many more opportunities to come on and be a guest. Awesome. So All why right. don't you just well, tell us how to reach it. you? And yeah, don't stress about it. Just tell us how to reach you and how to how to look onto your website and see all your amazing products and start ordering. That sounds great, actually. Okay, so my website is um, www.wellstar w e l s t a r that's one l organics dot com. Okay. And um, my, let's see, my phone number is uh, 508-240-1422, and you're welcome to call with specific questions. Um, As you had mentioned earlier, Kristen, I do um, custom blends. I do a lot of custom blends, and I like doing custom blends. That's how my product line grew to be so large. And I will (laughs) say um, that Mahara makes for me specifically a um a face oil that's for my type of skin it's sensitive skin and i i'm telling you i am 51 and no one would believe that so um i love my face oil it's the only thing i use on my face um, well we need to talk privately but i definitely <laughs> would recommend that you use the red raspberry fluid if you're going to be out in the sun at all okay and discontinue with whatever that other stuff is you <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll be getting online and ordering some skincare products as soon as I get home. <laughs> but I want to oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you so, so 
much, both of you. Oh, um, you're welcome. Thank you for coming on. This has been so delightful. And, and everybody, please check out Mahara's website and, and really reach out to her. She is a font of fabulous information and a very gifted woman in what she does. So thank you for coming, Mahara. And thank you very much. We're going to have to have you come back. I, I can't wait. It's been a blast. <laughs> All right, great. Thank you. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today to listen to Mahara Ashley, um, owner and beautiful craftswoman of Wellstar Body um, Lotions and Creams and everything. So have a great day and uh, go get some sun lotion that doesn't hurt your body. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. To hear more great interviews and stories by Kristen, please visit goodvibrationswithkristen.com or find, like, and share Good Vibrations with Kristen on Facebook and tell Kristen about your inspiring stories.